This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You, Michelle Abraham, your host here, and I am bringing you an Ask the Expert interview. Today, my guest is Lisa Barnett. Hey, Lisa, how are you doing? Hey, Michelle. Terrific. Thanks for having me on. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for so much for being here with us. So let me just share with our audience a little bit more about you, Lisa. It's been fabulous getting to know you over the last couple of months. We're in a course together and it's been really great hearing all about the Akashic Records. And uh, Lisa has a business called Akashic Knowing. Um, and so your school is called Akashic Knowing. Is that right, Lisa? It's a little longer, Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom, but yes. <laughs> okay. You can find that at akashicknowing.com. And um, it's so great to have Lisa here. And we're going to talk a little bit today about the Akashic Records and how they can help support your business. And if you're feeling stuck, but you're called to podcasting, maybe how the records can help support you in this in this journey or this adventure. Lisa's got tons of years of experience working in the Akashic Records. She worked in another one of the first schools in the Akashic Records. And now she's got her own school and taught hundreds and hundreds of people how to read them, how to make the Akashic Records work for them. And so Lisa, thank you so much for being here with today with us today. I'm glad to have you with us. Thank you. Awesome. Well, let's dive right in. Maybe some of our audience is thinking like, what the heck are you guys talking about? What are Akashic Records and what is this all about? <laughs> so maybe if we can just start start off and dive into what exactly are the Akashic Records and why are they so important? Yes, absolutely. So the Akashic Records is an actual energetic recording of your soul's journey through all time, space, continu- continuum. So if you imagine that from the time you individuated from source and your soul went on a journey, all sorts of places, including hundreds and hundreds of lives here on earth, all of that is recorded in this etheric field called the Akasha. And that means you have your very own personal library because you're an ancient soul with thousands of lives. And you have your very own personal librarian, or as I call them, the record keepers. So it is accessible, this information, this wisdom, these gifts and talents that you've honed through hundreds of lifetimes is actually accessible to you when you can access your own Akashic records, which is one of the things I love to teach people to do. It would help if I didn't have myself on mute. I was saying, oh my gosh, that's amazing. (laughs) I've learned how I've learned about the Akashic Records over the last few years and I'm really interested in them and what they can do to help. And I feel like it's kind of like that compass or that knowing like, so, you know, you go about your life and you're thinking, you know, about decisions and having to make decisions and is this the right choice for me or am I on the right path? And I feel like since learning about the records, I feel like I'm so much more grounded in like, 
in a confidence in where I'm going and what I'm doing, thanks to the records? Is that something that's like common or something your experience, your students have been experiencing as well? Yes, because really the reason that we do, or one of the reasons that we love to access this very infinite amount of information is because before you embody into a new physical form, each time your soul makes a plan. And part of the plan is what gifts and talents do I want to share with the world? Who do I want to write soul contracts to support or maybe to learn from? We also have um, a lot of situations that are really about our soul growth. Sometimes we talk about them as like karma or karmic patterns, which means they're challenges and they're here to learn and grow from. And when we can understand that, often the challenges and even a lot of the emotional pain and trauma that we experience in our life, we can understand in a different way. We can get that big picture of why would I want to learn that? Why, in heaven's name, would I want to experience that accident, that trauma, that abusive relationship, whatever it might be? But there actually are often reasons, um, and it is, of course, about your soul's growth. And sometimes we are in these situations to support someone else also in their learning and their soul growth. So when we can start to see the bigger picture of who we are as infinite souls who have had many, many lives, instead of just this one little person... You know, it changes our perspective and that really changes very often the choices we make or the way we move forward in our life. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Now for like, just as an example for our audience, if there is like, if there, what's the difference between someone who uses the Akashic records in their life and someone that doesn't, can you give us an example of like, what is something that's distinct that could be differentiating? Yes, absolutely. So um, say someone wanted to, um, let's talk about podcasting, okay, <laughs> maybe yeah. start a podcast because I actually had a, a real, um, client who came to me and she was a doctor. So she had all of these gifts and talents she had honed and she really was working, um, wanting to educate a lot of people about kind of more natural types of medicines and herbs. And and she was a regular MD, but she really had this re- expansive background. And she came to me because she said, I really w- want to share this wisdom, but I am really afraid to. And I'm not really sure why. And I just feel like I'm kind of stuck or blocked. And can you help me? Can you go into my records and, and see what's going on? Well, For her, when we went into her Akashic Records, we found that she had died as a healer, as a doctor in the, you know, 1600s using different types of herbs and techniques, but they called her a witch and killed her. And so part of her had that kind of past life memory, unconscious, but it was there and it was creating this fear. And as soon as I told her that this had happened, that she had died for for sharing some of these natural um, medical type of gifts, it just it resonated so much. 
often healing can be just about witnessing, just going like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. I totally get it. Oh, okay. Now I'm not afraid anymore. Right. <laughs> right? And then the other side of it is that because the Akashic records are also in the quantum field, we can, um, one of the gifts and things that I teach my students is to move outside of time and space to go back into those past lives and release that stuck energy, that emotional pain and trauma that is keeping that fear stuck in place. And so when we know that we have that situation and then we can unravel that energy, when we come forward in this moment now, all of a sudden, we're like, oh, that's was interesting, kind of, but not afraid anymore. And a week later, she emailed me and she's like, I've, um, I'm speaking on a stage and I'm starting my own podcast. And- <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It just helped her with that confidence to go forward and, and shine her light, which I think that's so interesting, especially in the space that we're working in and helping people step up and share their brilliance with the world. There's a lot of things that can come up that we're seeing when people want to start a podcast about it's that there's a lot of those kind of fears. So that's really great to know that there's a place that you can go to, to kind of unravel, as you said, some of those past life experiences. And that's so interesting that it carries with your soul. Um, so why, why is that, that it carries from with your soul from life to life? Well, because most of us have lived 400, 600, 800 lifetimes, we come to learn and these challenges are part of what the learning is about. So if you can imagine that you have been a healer or a doctor or a wise woman or a shaman or whatever, or all of those things, you know, in those other 500 lives you've lived, mm-hmm. and some of them were very successful. Sometimes you were the the uh, say the shaman of the village and you had a very good life or Another time you might have been a healer and it was, you know, fabulous. You were in the ancient mystery schools. And then, of course, we had the Dark Ages, which lasted for about 500 years or the Inquisition, 500 years of killing people for for being healers and, you know, not being Christian or Catholic or whatever. So um, that brings a lot of trauma to the soul. There's a lot of kind of this energy of pain and trauma. And fear. And really what happens is that through some of these traumas, the soul actually will splinter off into pieces and we kind of lose a piece of us. And this creates this energy of I'm missing that information and I'm scared because this has been a huge trauma to my soul in these other lifetimes. And so knowing that, being aware of that and actually being able to reclaim those soul splinters reclaim the past life wisdom and the gifts where you were a communicator, where you were an orator, where you were a teacher and you spoke and you shared. Many of us have these gifts, but between this life where sometimes, you know, we were told to be quiet, sit down, you know, don't, I don't want to know what you think or your opinion, right? There's some very rough parenting out there. Mm-hmm. Um, where we have that kind of emotional trigger in this life that makes it hard for us to stand up and speak our truth because we're afraid of being 
made fun of or ridiculed or even hurt. Sometimes we have abusive parents that might hit us or slap us or, you know, worse. Right. right. So, um, between this life and other lives, this life often will trigger some of those other memories that they're all up to be healed. And that's why we choose to say, I want to go heal that life where I got killed for speaking my truth because I want to speak my truth again. I want to share and teach whatever it might be that you might want to share or teach. And so we create these situations so that we can trigger it and heal it and move forward. Interesting. I love that. And so that is that what you mean by re rewriting the records? Is that you were you're healing from it? Is that what you mean by that? Yes. So when we can go into the Akashic records again, because it's part of the quantum field, which is this infinite now moment field, right? Um, when we learn, say we complete that karmic pattern, we actually can clear it and release it kind of from the record. So there's pieces that we're letting go of the emotional pain. We're rewriting those stories. And I actually see them transform, honestly, kind of in front of my eyes, where I've seen people um, be killed, say, for being a healer. And after doing a lot of energy healing and clearing of the emotional pain and trauma, the story literally rewrites into one where they were never killed for that. So they actually never experienced that situation because it's always happening now. We can change the story. If we have um, soul contracts that are out of alignment and maybe stuck in a past life or time, we can unwrite them because they're not valuable anymore. They're from, say, 5,000 years ago or 500 years ago. Right. Can you give us an example of what a soul contract is? Oh, absolutely. So when we make a plan as a soul, our, right, our soul plan, we say, I want to have um, relationships, right? I want to support other people. I want to be maybe a supportive um, partner or um, I want to have children. I want to support my friends. I want to create a business and have supportive relationships in my business, right? podcasting again, another good example, having a business partner or somebody who helps you, works with you, supports you in your endeavor. So we write quite a few. Most of us have almost 50 soul contracts with supportive relationships. And some of them, I always say, have karma attached, which means <laughs> that we come together to work through challenges that we have from other lifetimes or ones that we're going to create now that we want to learn about and work through. So often and not always, we have soul contracts with our parents and um, often with our siblings and of course, um, our significant partners. But again, I always say not always because we're very human. We have free will. We don't have to follow our soul plan if we don't want to. Most of us come here and have amnesia, right? So we don't even know we have a soul plan. <laughs> oh my gosh. How do you, how do we know if you are, how do you know if it is a soul contract or not? Well, you know, again, I think that there are natural ways that people really feel um, the connection right. and the depth and almost yeah. 
um, remember or experience that kind of like depth that in there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that familiarity where you're like, I feel like I've known you forever and we've only been yeah. talking for an hour. Yeah. A lot of that is either past lives with the person or sometimes they're part of your soul family and your soul family is the original 25 or 50 souls that you were kind of born with mm. and started your journey with. Do so they, like, do they present as different roles and different lifetimes then? But like, for the most part, most of the, them are present in each life. Well, it's an interesting thing because what the record keepers say is that even though there was only say, say 50 of you, when you kind of were born in that little basket and you started right. on your journey together, because we're such really infinite, huge souls, over time, it would be like if you could imagine that a soul breaks into many, many parts. Mm -hmm. So some people believe in a soul mate or a twin flame, and that would be that your soul split into two. Well, the record keepers say your soul really often splits into a hundred or a thousand. Mm -hmm. And wow. so there became, there become many more, mm -hmm. um, souls and we're still huge infinite souls we're just not quite as huge and infinite so we have a lot of soul family members and so they're not all showing up in your lifetime every time right but they do there is always some of them some people again depending on what you want to work on in your life some people have um a whole family filled with soul family members and their best friends and, you know, their parents and, and their children. And everybody is very, very close soul family, or at least kind of close um, soul connections around a lot of support. And then of course, there's some people who say, I want to finish all the karmic patterns that I can in one life. And that can look like a very, very painful, traumatic lifetime. Wow. Right. Maybe you were born and put up for adoption. Maybe mm -hmm. you are not with your soul family at all. Mm -hmm. Maybe the people who adopted you or your foster care family were alcoholics or abusive or angry. Right. And so you're dealing your whole life with a lot of trauma, abuse, emotional pain. And here's the difference between a person who is accessing their records or getting a reading, whether you're doing it yourself or having someone do it for you. When you can get that information that you as this huge soul wanted to finish all your karmic patterns in this lifetime, as many as you possibly could. So you wrote a plan that had a lot of trauma and challenge. And you can say as a soul, I knew that. I, I, I get that. And, and often that person um, is saying, I, I've been doing my forgiveness work and I'm really trying to be compassionate and I'm really trying to see the bigger picture. And I, and I'm understanding that. And I feel like I'm waking up and my consciousness is opening and raising and they're having that experience with this traumatic life compared to someone else who may feel, um, at, like a victim and, and have a lot of blame and shame and yeah. anger and, you know, and, and feels very, very stuck in their life and, and can't figure out, you know, why would life, you know, hate them so, right? So that's that very intense kind of victim energy. And so those could be, you know, similar 
um, experiences with very different views of it, mm-hmm. because one is this very expansive view, knowing mm-hmm. you're an infinite soul and knowing that you really do have choice and you come here to learn. That's an important kind of concept just to start to even grasp. And I think it's a, it's, um, it's important, especially at this time in history, as we are going forward and the energy of being able to create is much stronger, much more powerful. So um, being able to see yourself as a creator being that you have the creative gifts and talents to, to bring that out into the world and share them, you know, creativity, doing a podcast is a hugely creative endeavor and, and um, right. Using that creativity in so many different ways to write a book, to write your, right. To write your emails, whatever all of that is, it gives us a, a, a very, powerful divine channel, a, a connection to divine guidance of your your soul, your infinite soul. Mm, that's so cool. Can you give us an example um, of how like in your life you use the records to kind of move through life when you're, you know, it, you want to do one thing, but it's the, the record keepers are saying you do another thing. Like how, how do you work with that within your own life? And, um, and how did you originally get started in, in the Akashic Records? Um, so I started because I was actually born very awake. Mm-hmm. So the record keepers say that this is about my 1000th life. Wow. <laughs> they always used to say to me, you know, live, you know, 600 to 800 lives. And I thought that was appalling. So they didn't tell me that I've been here a thousand times for <laughs> many more years where I, they were afraid I'd probably get pissed off and walk away or something. But, um, I was born very awake. And that means that when I was about three years old, I realized I was trapped back in a body. I was, and I could remember not being in a body. Mm. I could remember communicating etherically with a couple of other souls and not having to use so many words. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I've learned to use my words, but when I was three, I was like, what is wrong here? (laughs) You know? So I started to study when I was very young. I actually started to study when I was 13, 14 years old and read all the kind of spiritual, weird, esoteric books I could get my hands on. And Edgar Casey was in there. Um, uh, Journeys Out of the Body by Robert Monroe, who started the Monroe Institute. Also fascinating work. Um, so all of that information was really just coming out. It was just the late 60s, early 70s. And so I was blessed, of course, you know, you have to say, my soul was smart in some ways. (laughs) I picked a wonderful, loving family. They were agnostic, which was very useful for me to not have to work through any kind of um, religious energies. And, um, and then they moved to California. Well, I was actually born in San Francisco, but they moved back to California when I was like 13. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up here. And that was good because it was the 60s and 70s in California. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of interesting uh, energy and information and awakening. So um, that really started my path. I studied philosophy at the university and... um and I started really studying, you know, I, of course, I, I always say, um, our paths are more complicated than we imagine they are. And 
I always like to, you know, mention that even though I am an Akashic Record teacher and I've written three books and I've got two more that I'm finishing and, you know, all of this um, have been doing this in a, in a very deep way for 25 plus years. Um, I spent 15 years in advertising. I spent 15 years kind of in the corporate world and went down a whole nother rabbit hole because of trauma, my own um, emotional pain and trauma when my two best friends died when I was a teenager. Mm. And that triggered a lot of abandonment and anger and all of the above. Because I was awake. I'm like, I'm on my path. And then I'm like, but you're going to take my friends from me? I am. I'm over it. I'm done. <laughs> so I literally went on a whole nother path and for about 15 years. Um, and so it's interesting because years later, when I asked the Akashic record keepers, like, did I totally blow it? I mean, I could have been a spiritual teacher at 20 or something, you know, right. totally studying healing and teaching healing and psychic. I worked mm -hmm. with, you know, um, intuitive training, psychic. I taught psychic training. Um, for many years, I could have done that in my 20s instead of in my 40s. And um, the record keepers always laugh and they always say, it's all perfect. It's always divine right timing. Right. And you wouldn't be who you are now if you didn't have those experiences. Right. Right. Even as it was, it was interesting. I was doing a reading um, just the other day. Lovely, lovely woman um, who is working with plant medicine, right? Which is often ayahuasca, mushrooms. Um, and, and it kind of crossed my mind. I thought, you know, if I hadn't done all that acid and mushrooms back in the 70s, <laughs> I might be judgmental about this. Could I give a good reading? Could I stay out of judgment or what, you know, whatever it might be as a, you know, 60 year old woman thinking you're doing drugs or what, you know, <laughs> I don't have any of that. <laughs> so it's always true if we can sometimes wait to understand it, mm -hmm. that we really are creating our own um, perfect divine life. And it's important to get to be as conscious of your choices and, again, of the highest and best decisions that you could make. And that's one of the great gifts of working in the Akashic Records. You can always open your records and say, is it in my highest and best good to start this podcast, to be on that podcast, to take this workshop, to work with this person, to partner with that um, person for my business, to do I have a soul contract, to marry this person, <laughs> right? Is it a support contract or is there karma attached? <laughs> really good to know before you get married. <laughs> great questions to ask. And isn't that great to have that clarity or confidence then with the answers to go forward? <laughs> it's a phenomenal tool. As a matter of fact, you know, sometimes when I um, am blessed to do these, these podcasts, I think, you know, the record keepers asked me, like I say, 25 years ago, they said, please help us to bring the Akashic records back to humanity mm -hmm. because the vibration had been pulled away from earth during the dark ages because we misused it for our own gain. And so it wasn't until like 1970s, 19, maybe late 60s, something like that, that the record keeper said, it's time. Humanity is awakening. We're moving into a golden age. Mm -hmm. And of course, a golden age is 
probably a 6,000 year cycle or something. So it's not like we're going to be around for the whole thing, but we're here at the beginning and we get to help create it. So they want people to be as conscious, as awake and have access to their own soul's plan in their personal Akashic records, because it's a phenomenal tool for your everyday life. Mm, I love that. Is there, what does it look like? Does it, is it different for each person, how the record keepers communicate with you? Is it like something you're seeing or hearing or is it different? Well, you know, what I find is just that it's a little different. We we all have some access to the variety of clairs, right? Clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance, clairsentience. Um, but we all get, you know, kind of our own little flavor. And so for me, I'm very clairaudient. I hear pretty clearly. Doesn't sound like a voice outside of my head. It's kind of a subtle voice that seems to have a little bit of a different tone than me. Sometimes the verbiage is different than I would use. Mm -hmm. So I can notice, almost feel the difference in the energy or vibration, but it still kind of sounds like me in my head. But that's Claire audience. And that mm -hmm. confuses a lot of people because they're mm -hmm. expecting that big booming voice, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I get a lot of Claire audience messages. Claire cognizance is also that clear knowingness. We mm -hmm. often just know something. And it's one of the, um, the kind of Claire's. I think that for a lot of us, we either miss it right. or we kind of ignore it because we think, how could I know that? And right. so I'm not going there. You know, <laughs> That's the one I resonate with the most. And it's confusing. It's a bit confusing sometimes. <laughs> right. Because it's I like, know, how do I, I just, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Am I making it up? How do I know that? Right. So, you know, that, and then you sprinkle in a little bit of clairvoyance, some images, pictures, you know, kind of that memory or knowing the, the date, time, place, mm -hmm. um, and so it just, I think for most of us, it, it blends. Mm -hmm. Wow. So fascinating. So before we let you go, oh my gosh, there, we could talk about this. I could talk about this all day long. Yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating. <laughs> um, for our, for our audience, what is some words of wisdom that you'd like to share uh, with them knowing maybe that they, they haven't been dabbling in the Akashic records and, and yeah, just would love to hear your wisdom to, to leave with them. So what the record keepers want to share is that no matter what the world is looking like outside, we truly are awakening. And this is part of the process. So part of the awakening is to be able to see that which is uh, that needs uh, transformation. So as we bring up um, illness and loneliness and separation and fear and war and all of the different things that have been happening in our life in the last, um, well, it's always kind of happening in our life. It's mm -hmm. just been very extreme for the last right. two or so years, right? right? And to have this um, kind of in our face. But when we can look at it, love it and say, what can I do? What can I know? What can I heal? How can I raise my consciousness and vibration to support this, to support the awakening, to support the healing, to support peace? It's it, right? Everything begins at home and that's within ourselves. So being the peace that you want to see in the world 
being the love and the compassion and the understanding that is so needed in our world. And when each and every one of us can start to go, oh, okay, if I just do that, that'll help. Mm-hmm. It's very true. And that is the record keeper's biggest request is to, you know, be the love, the compassion, and the peace that you would like to see in the world. Mm, well, that sounds like a great task for us all to embark on. <laughs> I lo- Thank you, Lisa, for joining us today. It's been fascinating learning a little bit more and diving a bit into the Akashic Records. And um, I know you have a free gift for everyone. Would you like to share about that? Absolutely. So um, I would love to share a journey into the Akashic Records. It is a guided meditation visualization. And I take you in a lovely, you know, less than 15 minute journey, because I always find that we don't have enough time to do really long things. I don't want to meditate for an hour, but I can do 10 or 15 minutes. So we journey into your Akashic Records, you get to experience the beautiful energy, bathe in the river of forgiveness, and reclaim three past life gifts. And all of this really happens energetically and will integrate into your body. So I hope you will join me in this journey into your Akashic Record meditation. Wow, that sounds great. And where can we find it? Is that on your AkashicKnowing.com website? Yes, I will give you a link to take people directly to it. Perfect. And go check out Lisa's books while you're there as well. Infinite Wisdom book and Questioning to Knowing book. Um, Those are the two you've written and you have one more that you've written as well, correct? Right. So um, your soul has a plan. (laughs) Awaken Mm -hmm. to your life's purpose. We'll be coming out probably this summer somewhere, you know, publishing. Yeah, that's great. Oh, that's very exciting. So make sure you guys head over to Lisa's website there. And if you're interested in a reading, Lisa does do readings, very few of them, but she does do them still. But she also teaches people. Lisa, do you want to share a little bit about your courses for a minute? Absolutely. So um, I have a Akashic self-mastery workshop where I take you very deeply in to your own personal Akashic records to learn all about your soul's plan, to understand these contracts you've written, to work on um, clearing, releasing, and healing some of the karmic patterns and trauma we have. And so it's a two-month program, and um, I'm teaching that three times a year, so the next one will be in June. And I always like to make it easy for people to um, to study with me by st- doing a home study um, program. So there's home study programs on my you know w- website that you can do anytime. And of course, if you want to do much more personal, very deep dive, look for my Akashic Self Mastery coming up in June and July of this year. Awesome. That sounds great. Well, uh, our Amplify You audience, make sure you go and check out all of Lisa's amazing things at her website, akashicknowing.com. And Lisa, thank you again so much for joining us today. This has been really exciting uh, to share with us, especially as a lot of our listeners are embarking on this, sharing their message with the world and having that confidence and that uh, clarity around it is so helpful. And I know it's been really helpful for me to dive into the Akashic Records over the last year. And uh, just the difference it's made in my business and my life. I hope to share that with our audience that they too should go and uh, check it out and see see what they can discover and 
oh my gosh, just the mental space it clears up for me personally. It was amazing. (laughs) So looking forward to more of that. And uh, thanks again so much for being with us. Any last words from you? Oh, well, I just want to thank you for allowing me to share this wisdom because it really truly is useful for those of us who are communicators like you. And I'm sure your listeners who wish to communicate wisdom out into the world through your own podcasts. And so the record keepers really just want to say thank you. They are so grateful as people are waking up and sharing wisdom, higher beautiful wisdom with the world. And so they are grateful for all the beautiful new podcasts in the world. So many blessings on everyone's podcasts. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa, for joining us. Amplify you audience, go out there and have a fabulous week. We'll see you again next week. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, and review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.